Welcome to the Growing Parent Podcast. I'm Marla McBride, your host. Are you the mom or dad of a newborn to five-year-old? Do you want to be a great parent but have no idea how? Are you so afraid of messing up your kids that you're overwhelmed by anxiety? Come grow in your parenting confidence through the Growing Parent Podcast, courses, and community. I'm looking forward to serving. Hey, Growing Parent friends. I am excited to talk to you today. You know, if you've been following me very long at all, that my mission is to teach developmental parenting with a faith-based lens. And I normally focus on child development and parenting and different issues like that. But today I'm going to focus on developing a faith-based lens. And I'm calling this episode, So You Didn't Grow Up Going to Sunday School. I know when you're a mom or a dad who has now come to faith and you didn't grow up going to Sunday school, you can feel like you have a lag in your knowledge or a gap in your knowledge. And and if you didn't grow up being taught the Bible or in a home where the Bible was read, there, there is a gap, but it's one that you can easily recover. So this episode is all about giving you kind of the foundational or basics or an overview of the construction of the Bible. Now, I want to start off by saying I am not a theologian. I've not been to seminary. In fact, I'm a girl who didn't grow up going to Sunday school, but I married a boy who did. So in some respect, this is about my journey to developing biblical literacy. So sometimes it's really hard to ask for help when you didn't grow up going to Sunday school. You feel a little embarrassed that maybe as an adult, you should know these things and understand the Bible and how all the stories are knit together. And, and every, you feel like as an adult, you should kind of know everything. Well, let me tell you, there is no condemnation and there is no shame in not knowing. Once you have developed a relationship with Jesus Christ, you've accepted his salvation and surrendered your life to being led by him and his will, then it's time to start learning and growing. So it's never, ever too late to learn and grow nothing to be ashamed of. So I'm going to give you just a few minutes here so that you can break this all down into little chunks. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to find a holy Bible that is in a translation that makes sense to you. And all Bible translations are divinely inspired by God. You don't have to be concerned about different translations saying different things because they all say the same thing in a little different way, maybe different word choice, but they're all divinely inspired. There are numerous translations and the Bible has been translated into many different languages. So the thing to know is that they're translations. They're not versions. A version would indicate that it's that it's different and it's not different. It's just a translation. So the translation I use 
is the NIV or the New International Version. And I have this awesome study Bible. And that's another type of translation. The study Bible has all kinds of great learning supports. So let's say we're going to look at the book of Joshua. There's an introduction. There's about the author and the date, the life of Joshua. There's even a little quick look in the in the beginning of Joshua that talks about who the author was, who the book was written for, about the, the date and the theme. So it kind of gives you all of those details to give you a context or framework for who wrote the book. So one of the things that you need to do is just pick out one that makes sense to you. The other thing is, of course, there's the Version Bible app that you can download on your smartphone. And the thing that is wonderful about it is that it has all of the translations right there on the app. So I like to use the different translations when I'm reading something in my NIV study Bible that doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes I'll go to the message translation, which is actually a paraphrase, not a translation, has modern language. It, it gives you a framework or a context for a book that you're not familiar with. So I like, I like to use that. So there's your, the Bible app that you can download on your smartphone, and the version is the one that I like. And it's very, very helpful. It also comes with many studies and different freebies, daily devotionals. So it's a very useful tool. I would not ever let it replace your paper Bible. Everybody should have one. So your Bible is divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It has, the the Bible is actually a collection of books. There are 66 books, many translations, and then the books are organized by the Old Testament and the New Testament. There are 39 books in the Old Testament, which is the time before Jesus was born. And there are 27 books in the New Testament, which is the time after Jesus was born. So in the Old Testament, we have the Pentateuch. That's a fancy word for the first five books of the Bible. Jewish people, initial books of the Bible. Something to consider are getting some Bible tabs. Don't ever be afraid to use the, oh goodness, don't ever be afraid to use the table of contents. That's what it's there for. If we didn't need a table of contents, they wouldn't have put it in there. Do not be ashamed or embarrassed to use that table of contents. Some One of the helps that you can purchase, and I'll have a whole list of resources. I think I'm going to try to add that to the end of the podcast. Just my Amazon shopping list. I don't make any money off of it, but it's just a place for you to go and find resources. They have some really great tabs that you can put on the edge of your Bible that will help you find chapters more easily. There is a set of tabs that I like. And of course, there's their children's tabs because, you know, I love little people. 
but they're so helpful for adults. They're colored, and then they have pictures of animals, the name of the book. So, And then it also tells you whether or not this is a book of history, a book of poetry. It tells you what type of literature that those books of the Bible are. So that's super handy to have. And don't be embarrassed about putting tabs on your Bible. Many Bibles come with tabs. These are all study helps to get you to know your Lord and Savior much more closely, much more intimately, which is how you grow your relationship with him. Don't ever be ashamed to use what you need to grow your knowledge and in your relationship with him. So the Old Testament has basically five types of books. We talked about the Pentateuch, those first five books. And then the next is the collection of what they call historical books or the history books. And that's basically what they are, history. So Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther are all historical books. Then there's the books of poetry. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs. Those are all poetic in nature. So it's just like reading a book of poetry. Then the next is the prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Those are all the books of the prophets and their their stories. Then the next collection of books in the Old Testament, the final collection of books in the Old Testament, is the Minor Prophets. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, I always have trouble with this one, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Those are the minor prophets. So that's the Old Testament right there. And then the 27 New Testament books we'll talk about later. So that is the basics of how the Bible is divided up. And then here's a couple of things to consider. I have a little diagram and I will have that posted to my podcast as well. Some, the important thing is that you begin with prayer. Before you sit down to read the word, the Bible, God's word, it's, you know, it's referred to as many things. Before you sit down to read the Bible, the most important thing to do is pray. And, and your prayers don't have to be fancy. Your prayers can be simple. Your prayers can be, dear Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm reading. I, I don't understand this. Teach me. Grant me wisdom. Grow me in my knowledge of you and your word. Grow our relationship. That's all you have to do. It's also great when you can walk alongside somebody and begin reading the word together. You can ask your pastor. You can ask a more experienced believer at church. Find somebody to be a mentor or somebody to disciple you, to use a churchy word. That's one of the things that's kind of a pet peeve of mine is when you've been going to church for a long time or you grew up in the church, we use all this weird language or jargon. And I call I call them churchy words. I think that those are words that we need to 
define as we use them. And we need to speak more plainly so that everyone feels welcome and doesn't feel intimidated because, because that, that makes the learning process so much better for all of us. So I have a couple of resources for you. The resources that I will tell you about, navigators.org. It is a great organization that has many wonderful resources. Just go to navigators.org. There's many great studies there. The other place that I really like is the bibleproject.com. That's bibleproject.com. They have really great less than 10-minute videos that give visual overviews of the Bible, of the different books of the Bible. Why I like that is because it gives you a framework or an introduction or a, a beginning concept. When you're learning something brand new, having everything dumped on you at once makes it very hard to absorb. So that's one of the reasons I like their animated shorts, basically, videos, because it gives you a context or a construct for the entire chapter, the entire book, sorry, not chapter, the entire book, so that you can begin to have an understanding before you start reading. And then that makes reading the book much more absorbable. So that's a great place to start. Tools, highlighters, pens, pencils. Do not ever be afraid to write in your Bible. I know some people, the opinions vary on this. I bleed highlighter and make notes in the margin. And I hope that one day when I'm gone, that my children will look in my Bible and they'll see the story of my life. They will see things that they couldn't remember from when they were little people, that they will see who their mom was and aspiring to be and how I had struggles of faith and how I grew and places where I looked up words. I even write definitions in the margin so I don't forget what the word means. So I hope that my Bible one day will be a storybook of my life lived with the Lord for my children and grandchildren to read. So that's why I highlight and write all over in mine, so that I will know, grow, and learn, and so will my family. So if you have never read a book of the Bible, or you've never read the Bible from start to finish, that's fine too. There's no time like the present to start. And you don't have to necessarily start in Genesis. Some people want to start there at the beginning, but I recommend starting with Proverbs because they're very, each chapter is very short. It's a book about wisdom, and we can all use wisdom. And I feel like it's it was more easily easily absorbable for me. That doesn't mean it is for everybody, but that's the one I like. A lot of the navigators recommend that you start with John or Philippians. Either one of those would be great too. So just start by reading. Use your Bible app on your phone. Stop when you don't understand something you're reading and look at another translation and just dig in. You don't have to read the entire book in one setting. You could read one chapter per day. And I know Philippians and Proverbs, their chapters are pretty short. So that's a great way to get started. And it's, it's very doable. I know that the Bible is scary and intimidating for people, 
let me give you a little little factoid here of information. The the navigators have this great tool called My Reading Progress. It's it's on their website. They give permission to print it. Did you know that of the 66 books in the Bible, the 27 that are in the New Testament, many of those books are six or less chapters long. A Netflix series is eight chapters long. That's eight hours. How many eight-hour Netflix series have you inhaled and consumed? First, First Thessalonians is only five chapters. Titus is only three chapters. Philemon is only one chapter. So Take a look at the Navigator's website and look for the My Reading Progress Sheet. It's a great way to check off chapters as you read them and show how much you've accomplished in the time that you're reading. So I recommend, like I said, starting with Proverbs, John, or Philippians. Pick one that's interesting to you and start marking off those chapters on the sheet that the Navigators provide. And I will be back sometime, hopefully next week to talk about the New Testament overview a little bit, ask how you're doing on your reading, and check in with you all. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a joy to share this passion with you. And remember that as you're growing in the Word, you're growing as a parent, and you're growing so that you can teach your children and you can follow the biblical commands to teach and train your child in the way they should go. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today. I pray this has blessed you. 